Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Jim Harbaugh has left Michigan for the NFL, taking the head coaching job with the Los Angeles Chargers. We react to the news and discuss what, really who, is next for Michigan football. Coming up on Wolverine Confidential. Okay, guys, good to be here with you Thursday morning, January 25th, uh, and Wednesday night, it became official that Jim Harbaugh has left Michigan for the NFL. He takes a job with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, it's all it's all official. The Chargers have announced it. Michigan has announced it. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's no immediate reaction is that it's not a surprise. Our listeners know we've obviously been been talking about this, knew it was just uh, kind of just took took a team showing interest in him uh, and a good fit and Harbaugh was going to leave. And that's what happened. Yeah. This is like two years in the making. I mean, we've been talking about this the last really three off seasons, right? Uh, it was just about, find, like you said, finding the right fit, getting an offer and then, and then going. And that's, that's what happened. Um, I, I think the handwriting was kind of on the wall, you know, back in December when he, when you hired the agent that clearly signaled that he was serious this year about going to the NFL. He was, that was, that was the stated goal, the end goal. And, you know, he was able to uh, to 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 get an offer from the Los Angeles Chargers. He'd spent a couple of days in Los Angeles, uh, flew out there Tuesday, uh, meetings uh, extended into Wednesday, and then you know yesterday afternoon, at least locally there in Los Angeles, they were able, the two sides were able to strike a deal. Uh, we don't know the particulars just yet. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter did report that it was a five-year deal. We haven't seen figures yet, or at least I haven't. Um, and we don't know what the maybe the, the organizational structure is going to look like. I don't believe the Chargers have hired a GM yet, so we're waiting to see what what happens there. But um, still, a lot to be determined. But but yeah, Jim Harbaugh is uh, is headed back to the uh, National Football League. Yeah, I mean th- this really should come to a surprise to no one. Uh, it's we've talked about in, in previous pods like if Jim got an offer this year from an NFL team, more likely than not, he was going to take it, no matter what Michigan did or tried to do to keep him in Ann Arbor. I mean, he has talked about winning the Super Bowl as being the the pinnacle of the, his profession, and he came close once, wants to do that again, and he's coming off a national championship. And, um, yeah, the a team that is going to look much different in 2024 at, at Michigan and potential NCAA sanctions. So it, the writing was on the wall, as, as Aaron said, and um, it was just, to me, a matter of time when it was going to happen, uh, not uh, if. Yeah, I want to ask you guys because I'm seeing I'm seeing some reaction, you know, from fans on social media. You know, they want to blame athletic director Warren Ward Manuel for not, you know, doing more or just basically not keeping Harbaugh. Harbaugh has left, and they are upset about this. I mean, I, I'm seeing, I see a, a, I saw a tweet from from a regent, Sarah Hubbard. You know, uh, we put so much support on the table and did everything we could to keep Coach Harbaugh. But at the end of the day, we can't give him a Super Bowl ring. And then, you know, you've got Ward Manuel's statement, which um, was more more specific than than most, uh, you know, his statements and and kind of statements you see when a coach leaves necessarily. Um, You know, Santa Ono, the president at Michigan, just, you know, said we have been in talks with Jim Harbaugh for the last several weeks and have tried our best to retain him as football coach. Then Ward Manuel said, you know, we have been discussing a new contract that would make Jim the highest paid coach in college football. In the end, he wanted to explore and ultimately decided to pursue a return to coaching in the NFL. So I guess where, where do you guys kind of stand on that, whether you know Michigan could have kept him or, or if 
Manual deserves any blame, I guess. You can blame Ward Manual for a lot of things, and, and perhaps rightfully so, but I, I'm not going to put this on him or the Michigan administration or Santa Owen or anyone in general. I, I, I think it, it boils down to this. Jim was destined to go back to the NFL. That's what he wanted to do. He had accomplished everything he could in the college level. He won a national title. He won three Big Ten titles. Um, there was nothing left for him to do. And you throw in the, the the caveat of him wanting to try and chase the Super Bowl, as he stated, you know, back in early 2022, um, it was the right time to go. And I, I don't know if anything Michigan could have, I don't know if there was anything Michigan could have done to sway him. I, they could have probably doubled his salary and offered all the reassurances in the world that they wouldn't suspend him or they wouldn't fire him for cause if, if NCAA violations came out. I, I think this is what ultimately what Jim wanted to do, and I don't think there's much of anything that could have changed his 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 opinion. Um, it, it it's a weird thing because you know this is a guy who who spent four years in the NFL, he had a lot of success there, he came back to his alma mater. So I think there's this 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 segment of the of the fan base who maybe didn't want to see Jim Harbaugh go ever, but I I don't think you're grounded in reality if you think that. You know, Jim has always been an NFL guy. He played there, he coached there. Um, and then you throw in everything like there, there's nothing else he could have done more at Michigan. I mean, he hit the pinnacle like he, he's a guy who always wants a challenge, who always wants to try and find hit the next level. And there's there's nothing to that in the college level to do that. So, uh, no, I, I don't think I would not put the blame on Warren Manuel in the situation. Well, I mean, he could be trying to become the next Nick Saban at the college level. That would be something. But yeah, I mean, it's doubtful as well. But no, I mean, I, I agree with what Aaron is saying. And I'm actually happy that Michigan didn't really budge on some of his demands in the first place anyways. I mean, it is a public university, so it's like it's not like there is unlimited funds. People are just saying, oh, pay him whatever he wants. Well, that's it's not like an owner's money that that is paying the coach. So it's like there's there's other factors that play there. And it's like, oh, yeah, he wants like immunity from any like NCAA sanctions. I mean, I, I, I think missions. uh administration handled this fine i don't think there's any blame and like aaron said it was all about his desire to go to the nfl he if he got an offer we everyone most people in the know thought he was going to go and accept it and try and win a super bowl that's exactly what happened yeah they michigan might have made a, a last second push and 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 gave up some of their leverage but it, it was too late by then it was always too late because he, when harbaugh had his sight set on an nfl in my opinion when he hired an agent and that the opportunity presented itself and he took it that's was destined to happen uh i mean we could talk about other coaching and other administration issues that probably are ward's fault and the administration's fault but like aaron said this is not one of them and let's not sugarcoat this jim if jim had got an offer from the vikings in 2022 early 2020 he would have left like he didn't turn he didn't turn the Vikings or the Broncos down to return to Michigan. He came back because he didn't have an offer from the NFL, so he could have left theoretically two years ago, and he wanted to. Uh, fortunately for Michigan, he came back, and the the program not only continued to run a success, but won a national title out of it. But Jim was ready to go a couple of years ago, uh, so it was just a matter of, of getting, like you said, getting that offer. And not only did it come, but it came from an organization where he's as familiar as it comes. I mean, he played for the Chargers. He knows the Spaniels family very well. He's very acclimated to Southern California. Um, he knows he knows the landscape very well. Um, you know, he, he's got still got several ties out there. So 
uh, you know, it was it was just a matter of time. I think, like you said, the variable was time. There it was a matter he was going to go back. It just it was just a matter of when. Yeah, I think I think great points all around. Mostly because I agree with them. Uh, the NCA sanctions are an interesting uh, element to this. I, I'm not sure that Harbaugh's running away from what might be coming down the road, but he might be running away from some of the, just the nonsense in general that he, he feels that, you know, is going on with the NCA that he, he wouldn't have to deal with at the no, next level. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll never, we might, may never know that for, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, this is, this is obviously the end of, of an era and we've, you know, had, had, many stories already on mlive.com uh, slash Wolverines about this and we'll have more more to come. But yeah, Harbaugh came here um, you know, in 2015 when the program was uh, you know, in a in a in a bad place after, you know, two failed um, you know, coaching stints after Lloyd Carr. And uh yeah, he he turned it around. It took him maybe a little longer than than some expected, but obviously this this recent run of success can't be denied. Uh, you know, Ward Manuel in his statement, you know, said that uh, he and Harbaugh, you know, spoke after, you know, Harbaugh now told, told him he was, he was leaving for the NFL. And he said that Har- Harbaugh offered his assistance in helping identify the needs for the program moving forward. And Manuel added, we are working quickly to hire the next head coach for the program and we'll do everything possible to keep this current staff and team together. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we all know kind of what where where that points to for Michigan's next potential head coach. Yeah, Ward had two tracks here, right? Either hire internally, promote Shrow more from within, and make it quick, or open this up and do a national search and interview candidates and bring in some names from other schools. Those those comments certainly signal that he's he's planning at least currently to to promote from within, and and all signs point to Sheryl Moore being the guy. I mean, he was the shining star this year. He was the guy that Jim Harbaugh constantly uh, you know uh, you know spoke up, uh, praised. He coached the final three games of the regular season and got the wins over Penn State and Ohio State. So um, it, it's clearly there for Sheryl Moore to take. Um, that seems to be where Michigan is is playing to go. Um, you know, we should know more probably in the next week. I know they're, they're supposed to technically post this job, um, and supposed to sit up there for seven days before a move is made. We'll see if that actually happens. Um, but nonetheless, yes, Ward or Stromore is the front runner. I don't know if there are any really other serious candidates. I mean, I'm sure some agents will be reaching out to Ward in Michigan to see if, Hey, do you guys want to talk to my guy? But you know, if if Ward is dead set on on keeping things kind of on the uh, train on the track, so to speak. Shrum would be the natural success successor there. Um, now that's not to say that he's going to have everyone at his disposal, right? I'm expecting several Michigan coaches to follow Jim to, to Los Angeles. Jesse Minter being one, his son Jay being the other, potentially more, uh, and that that will force you know Sharon to either hire some, his, some of his own guys or promote from within. But there will be change nonetheless. Um, but you know, given the timeline too, that, and that's the other variable here, typically coaching college coaching hires are made a little earlier than this. This is at the very tail end of things. So, it, and it looks spring practice is supposed to kick off here within the next, you know, six to seven weeks. So time is of the essence for Michigan. They need to move quickly and that would signal promoting Sheryl Moore. Yeah. The, the only thing I can see maybe hindering Michigan from hiring Sheryl Moore is maybe if they know if he's uh, implicated in, in any of these NCAA investigations. But at this point, it, it does seem logical. It will be interesting to see the how how much of a commitment Michigan makes to Moore if they do hire him. I, I don't expect like a monster long-term deal. Uh, I mean, he is only 37 years old. 
no head coaching experience except for this year filling in for Harbaugh for a few games. So I expect it to be a, maybe a, a, a short, shorter prove it deal. I mean, I don't think it'll be like one or two years because that's just not really existing in, in college football. But I don't expect it to be some like 10 year mega deal like you see some coaches. Uh, he, he has a lot to prove. And like we've said, I mean, this is going to be a, a completely different looking team next year um, with, with how much they're losing the NFL draft. Obviously, now the portal is open for the entire team for another 30 days, so there could be some more attrition there. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll see how he how he fills out his staff and if he's able to keep the, the roster intact. But there's a, a lot to prove. And it, it kind of – this almost a little bit reminds me of the LSU 2019 run when they went undefeated 15-0 and and then – lost uh, a bunch of people to the draft. I think there was five or so the first round picks in that and afterwards, and they finished five and five the next year. So I don't think the the wheels are going to fall off the Michigan program, but there is a lot of question marks. And I think for at least the next couple of years, it would just make sense to, to keep more in the fold and try and, and keep as much continuity as possible. If they were to go outside, I mean, are, are there any names even, you know, worth, <laughs> worth mentioning here? I mean, I, uh, I you know, Kalen DeBoer, obviously the, the former Washington coach was, was intriguing to me, but, uh, you know, obviously now off the table is, you know, if we look at it, th- three of the four college football playoff teams, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have new, new head coaches next year. Um, but yeah, are there, are there any others, um, you know, worth, worth mentioning here if, if they decide to go that route? Yeah. There, I mean, there have been names floated nationally. They're not really sexy names. They're not like off the page head, you know, page turners. Um, you know, Lance Leipold is one at Kansas. He's one again, another guy where he's wrong. He's won everywhere he's been. He is an older guy. So I, you know, if you want to go the older route, I mean, there are options. Uh, Chris Kleiman at Kansas state's another one. Again, he's in the mid fifties, another guy who's kind of worked his way up and, and won everywhere he's been. Uh, I think an intriguing name that I put in my list last night, if Michigan does decide to go outside, you know, search Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. Um, you know, he, he had a, he's had a long stretch of success at Wake. Um, I know it's not a football powerhouse, but he's recruited relatively well and won football games. He has a unique offensive system. I don't know if it would work in the Big Ten, but it would be certainly be intriguing. Um, and then one kind of outside the box name I threw out there, and I don't know if this is legit or not, but like Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator of the Ravens. I mean, Michigan wants to kind of keep the the Ravens pipeline going. It would be interesting. Um, he's been a longtime offensive coordinator. He was the OC for Kirby Smart at Georgia under his national title runs. He was he did have a short stint as a head coach in college, so he has been a head coach before. Uh, a guy, another guy who's older in, in age. So I, 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 I don't know if you want to go younger. I mean, they could look at you know Mike McDonald will be an option. Michigan could put another name. I was thinking of this morning, Jed Fish. He did just take the Washington job, but I got to, th- <laughs> I got to think if Michigan called him, he would, he would certainly listen. Oh man, it, it would be, it would be like full circle, right? Because he started with with Jim. So it's like. I don't know. I, I think you'd have a lot of guys, and this goes back to the timing thing, right? Like this isn't an ideal time to pluck a head coach from another an existing school just because a lot of folks are in place. Some guys have just got hired and made the move. So um, it would be weird. I, I think folks would pick up the phone and listen and certainly probably be interested. A lot of guys would be. Um, it's just a matter of whether they would fit here and whether, you know, Michigan would, would generally, you know, think they could be a long-term success, you know, have long-term success. Beat, beat the wheels off Washington in the national championship and then steal their new head coach a, a month later, man, or man, that would be, that would be something, but no, yeah, it, it is hard to find a, a sexy external candidate at this point. I mean, if 
I had to pick maybe two that I would be intrigued by. It would be Kleiman and Leipold. Um, I mean, I, 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 there's not as much resources at both those programs, and, and they've shown that the ability to win games there. Um, but again, it's, it's it's there's not many Michigan ties for for either of those guys too, and that's something that I, I know Michigan prides itself into. So we'll see if anything anyone new emerges in the next day or two. But I mean. To me, it just seems like all signs are pointing to Sharon at this point. You guys, with all your sexy talk, I mean, it, listen, it's not about winning the the press conference. It's about winning football games. And those guys that all, all those guys Aaron mentioned are are very good football coaches, I think. Um, yeah, Klaus and I've got a lot of family ties to, to uh, Wake Forest. And yeah, this is a good coach. Um, but but yes, I at the same time, I, I, I see what you mean. It. It's almost like don't overcomplicate this maybe is the way to think about it with and going with Sharon Moore. And it sure seems like maybe that that's where they're going to go. Um, yeah, I, I saw, uh, you know, Aaron posted just just before we started recording on MLive.com slash Wolverines about, um, you know, how the process could go to, to hire more and some of the logistics of it with, you know, posting the job. Uh, I'm going to refresh the page right now as we as we're talking here. Um, I am. Still not seeing it. Uh, there's a groundskeeper internship uh, and an associate facility manager um, uh, for in the athletics department here on the Ann Arbor campus. But that's all I'm seeing uh, in, in in the job postings. Um, now it, it still has to go up, but is that is that the deal? But maybe would not have to be up for as long um, if they want to get get more in there quickly. Bingo. It, yeah. Typically the university policies has to be up seven calendar days before it's filled. But as you said, the, the athletic department could, could obtain a waiver from the HR department to speed that up. So the signals to me that the, if the job isn't up by now, they're certainly not in a hurry to get it up, which would signal, you know, uh, that they're, they're, they're working behind the scenes to, to get that waiver. And, and again, it, it, another reason it could, it could certainly point to Sharon getting the job. Um, and going back to what you guys were just talking about too, you know, I, I think if you're a ward manual and you're looking at this big picture and you're looking at a potential list of external candidates, if he's even considering them, if there's not a name that jumps off the page that, that, that can be that next transformative guy at Michigan, why even do it? And, and, and you're, I think you're better off just, just rolling with Sharon, just to, like you said, keep the continuity, keep things in place to, to see if it works. I mean, there's, there's no guarantee it's going to work with Sharon. I mean, he's his own guy. He's going to run, he's going to do his own thing, but at least the pieces are in place already to where, you know, it wouldn't be a, an immediate teardown by bringing in a new coach. That's, that's the thing people forget about. You hire a new coach, they clean the house and the staff that, Players leave the transfer portal. They have to re-recruit people. And at this time of, of the year, in, end of January, it's not ideal. So you would basically be giving up next year. So I I, I don't know. Sharon makes the most logical sense to me. He may not be like the home run hire. Maybe some folks maybe are, are concerned about maybe his lack of experience or the case may be. But, I mean, he, he knows the Michigan system, right? He knows the politics behind the scenes. He's already been in place. He knows what it takes to win. So why not? Those are valid concerns too. I mean, he, like we've said, he he hasn't coached many places. Yeah, he's been under Jim for a while, and, and and Jim's given him a lot of praise. But I mean, he's still only thirty-seven years old too. If if that if he was the head coach this year, he would have been the sixth youngest in FBS. So there's, uh, yeah, a, a very young guy, and and who hasn't helped ran his own program before too. So it, it's risky too to to hire Sharon. Whatever direction they go, it's not an ideal time to be going through a coaching search. And, uh, but Hey, it is, I mean, if it doesn't work out in a year or two and, and you don't see progress and you can 
expand your search then and maybe there's more candidates that, that that are more viable at that point so yeah it's at this point it's it's kind of patchwork and and kind of keeping uh things status quo as much as possible to see if they can uh head into 2024 with some sort of uh continuity Sharon Moore, of course, was the head coach for four games this past season, um, you know, including the Penn State and Ohio State games. Uh, but it, it was just those days. He was the head coach for four days, um, you know, not even the weeks leading up to it. Harbaugh was not suspended for for that time. And so much of being the head coach anyway is what goes on even at things outside the season. Um, so he, he got a taste of it, but n- not really. Um that that being said, obviously, I think it still it still is important that you know he you know he managed the head coaching operations and his play calling duties and still you know led Michigan uh, to big wins. Uh, I did see with the job posting thing uh, in, in your story, Aaron, that like um, they they could even circum they wouldn't even necessarily need the waiver if uh, the job requires less than twenty hours a week. Uh, then the uh, the it's at the discretion of the you know the athletic department to just say how long the job needs to be posted for. Do you think the Michigan head football coaching job is more than twenty hours a week? <laughs> yeah, knowing what Jim did and sleeping in the office sometimes and showering in the office and not going home, I, I I'm confident in saying it was it was well over uh, well over forty hours a week. That the game, the games alone, uh, especially those on Fox, I feel like are are close, are close to twenty hours. So, I guess yeah, that's 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 true. Um, yeah, I guess what are your uh, yeah, what are your thoughts for how maybe quickly this can happen? Kind of what comes next with uh, you know recruiting and and the roster and um, yeah, just sort of big picture in the short term for for the Michigan football program. Well, if they can get get the waiver, I. I, I think Sharon could be in place as soon as the weekend. It wouldn't shock me at all if Michigan comes out Friday with an announcement or Saturday with an announcement saying Sharon Moore's the guy. I mean, they got to move quickly just to stem off the potential departures, um, keep things in place. Like you said, recruiting and Zoo can speak to that. But like, if you're dead set on, on keeping him in place, it's got to be done quickly. There, there's no, there's no point in waiting, uh, especially at this time, this time of the, the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this was kind of the. Recruits expected this even before signing day in December. I mean, the the uh, few guys I spoke with in the 2024 class. I mean, they they knew Jim Harbaugh was flirting with the NFL again, and it was a possibility that he could leave. But they kind of all endorsed Sharon Moore and, and, and felt that he would be the replacement if if Harbaugh did indeed leave. And that's where we are now. And uh, a couple of them that I spoke with uh, yesterday also think it's it's going to be Sharon. So. It, it, maybe things change for some of these guys if if they do go externally, but at least for the current commits and um, and recent signees, I think that Sharon would be the safest the uh, safest hire in in that regard. But yeah, other guys, I mean, they're they're only, they only have three commits right now in the twenty twenty five class, so whoever they hire um, is going to need to hit the ground running. And yeah, if they are able to hire Sharon before. The, the weekend that gives him a little bit of time here during this crucial contact period that lasts until February 4th to either go visit with, with some recruits, bring them in on campus. Um, because it is an important contact period where they can interact with, with, with prospective prospects, um, and, and build those relationships heading into, uh, heading into the rest of winter and then before spring ball. So big time on the recruiting calendar. And, and like Aaron said, it definitely would, behoove Michigan to act swiftly if, if they can. And people forget too, like Sharon is 
considered one of the best recruiters on staff. I mean, so if you're not directly recruited by him, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you're at least you're in contact with him. There's discussion, there's touch there. So I, I think they'd be okay from a recruiting perspective, at least on the offensive side of the ball. The defensive the ball, side of the ball, I'd be, I'd be concerned about, especially with Minter leaving. Um, I know he wasn't like a high profile recruiter or anything, but like to have the architect leave, assuming he does follow Jim to Los Angeles, I, I do think that would ha- play a factor. Um, but I, I do think if you look at Strone's past, I mean, he's he's landed some big time guys on both sides of the ball. Daxton Hill was a he came here because of Sharon Moore, essentially. He was able to convince him to, to stay. So um, Sharon is is the guy when it comes to recruiting that that would help. Um, and, and we'll see, but I, I think that certainly helps his, his case for being you know, the next head coach as well. Yeah. I mean, Harbaugh is not maybe the typical coach that's leaving, leaving a, a college program for, for either another one or the NFL. And that, um, he obviously has so many ties to Michigan and loves Michigan. He, he really does, you know, is invested in how they do going forward. But I mean, do you think that matters all as far as the, the staff, he's not going to not take Jesse Minner just, you know, to do Michigan a favor and, oh, I'll, I'll leave you this, this great defensive coordinator. Like if, if he wants him, he's going to, he's going to not raid, but he's going to take, he's going to take the guys he wants at the end of the day, no matter what. Right. Yeah. I would think so. Like Jesse Minner, I mean, you could say he's a Michigan guy, but he's actually a Harbaugh guy, right? John gave him a start. Jim kind of elevated him to a, to an elite defensive coordinator in college. So I, I would think Minter's loyalties lie with the Harbaugh's opposed to Michigan. And, and as you said, I think Jim, you know, he's probably not, yeah, he's not going to raid Michigan staff, but he's going to take the guys he feels like is are, A, are going to help him uh, and B, you know, are, are, you know, potential shining stars, you know, guys like Grant Newsom, he's talked about in the past. It wouldn't surprise me if he at least takes a look at him. Uh, ben Herbert's a question mark, right? Does he stay? And I think that that's the big one. Yeah. yeah it, so there, there's, there's some questions there. I do think Minter and Jay go other than that, we'll, we'll see who else he takes, but um, no, I, I, I don't think there's going to be it's a whole, a wholesale raid, um, but he's certainly going to take guys he feels like can, can certainly help him in Los Angeles. Yeah, Ben Herbert is very interesting just because, I mean, obviously it's not just Jim that is has given him a lot of uh, praise throughout uh, his his career. But, like, I mean, he is one of the most well-compensated strength and conditioning coaches in college football. And at the NFL, I don't think they're – is vital. I mean, I think a lot of guys have their own strength and conditioning, personal trainers and stuff too. And it's, I think he's more valuable to Michigan than he would be at the NFL level. But I know, I mean, Jim really lo- loves him too. So that, that will be an interesting one to see how that unfolds. I think that could hurt recruiting more than some positional coaches if, if Michigan loses Herbert. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think, uh, yeah, in the NFL, there are already many of the guys are already more physically developed, and I know Herbert. You know his um, his value goes goes beyond that, but I think even some of those uh, kind of techniques and and methods and kind of the the culture that he helped instill is is also more you know uh, appropriate and beneficial at, at the college level. But we we shall see. Uh, we'll have we'll have coverage of all of this um, as you know Michigan transitions from Jim Harbaugh to its next head coach. Uh, on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.